Endo's got his Brita filter. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> we we have Sin with his maybe working internet. And then there's me. Hi. This is my podcast. It's mine. Welcome to another edition of the Tukey's Take podcast. Your favorite, I hope, hockey podcast that isn't about hockey. It's a pretty niche category. I'd like to think we're your favorite. Today day late but today we're going to talk about the weekend that wasn't hockey uh, including uh, getting to start off the show <laughs> in another fun fun way before i do that endo mills how are you i'm good i'm hydrated um flourishing uh i feel great i started um a new diet which is good and I'm getting my shit together in life, which is great. I'm thriving, uh, flourishing, unbothered. And fine bliss. as hell. Speaking of fine, Sin, uh, your internet's <clears throat> not fine. So we'll see if we have you for the full show at this point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, opinionated as I am, let's uh, quickly go through the bullshit again because it's hockey. Um, that said... You know, I, I asked you guys about this, too. This is probably going to be the last time that we'll be mentioning this specific topic until it uh, until the conversation evolves um, a little bit. Uh, not because I mean, Jesus, it's been like four episodes in a row of having to start a show like this, and it probably won't be the last example. Uh, but apparently in regards to. uh Maybe the word protesting is too strong from some people, but in regards to abstaining from wearing uh, Pride Night warm-up jerseys, it's apparently gotten to the point where people like James Reimer and the Stahl brothers uh, have a nice little group chat to support one another through these trying times and persecutions that they're going through. Um, that was an interesting little tidbit. Mm -hmm. uh, that spurns from, yeah, the Stahls, Eric and Mark on the Florida Panthers not wearing their Pride Night warm-up jerseys. And Endo Mills already has something to say. I'm excited for this. The last time people found out there was a public group chat of NHL players was the Brendan Leipzig incident. Hmm. If you aren't familiar with that, it was Brendan Leipzig as a member of the Washington Capitals, I believe at the time, ridiculing and belittling people's wives, spouses, and teammates in a group chat with a bunch of people across the, not just the NHL, just across the hockey sphere. Um, I heard some other stuff about that that wasn't released to the public. Some more information from a colleague of mine, and uh, it's not pretty. If you thought what was said already was bad, like there's a lot more there. It's it was it was rough, but yeah, it's 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 wild. So we already had that situation happen. Who knows what what's happening over there? I'm not accusing anybody of anything whatsoever, but just well, it's never good news when you hear about hockey player group chats never for a positive thing it's like oh yeah we uh we we plan jack johnson's surprise birthday party you never hear no it, it's never that it's never that um so yeah eric and mark Stahl um overshadowed what was a fantastic night from the panthers you know we mentioned the outline of what they were going to be doing on the last pod uh they released a statement uh, that I'm not going to read in full, but holy fuck, did they tell on themselves? Started the second paragraph, quote, we carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives. 
just just telling on themselves and then Eric Stahl just digging that hole deeper holy shit telling on himself post game he was told there was photographic evidence of him wearing a pride jersey in Montreal and his response quote I haven't before I never have I haven't worn a pride jersey before of course in fact he has um so when you have people embarrassing themselves to that level and to that extent, it is obviously going to overshadow anything else that happened. The Buffalo Sabres and their pride events. Again, the headline more so than the event itself was that uh, defender Ilya Labushkin sat out uh, citing the Russian defense. And again, I talked about that on the last show. There is... Again, if you want to use the word validity, shit's fucking crazy in Russia. Things are constantly changing over there. I could not necessarily blame somebody for thinking, well, shit, what if something happens? Especially someone like Ilya Labushkin. Um, Is Artemi Panarin going to be in danger of having to go back and play in the KHL and be home and face consequences? No. Is Ilya Labushkin going to be in the NHL for the next 10 years? We don't know that. So, you know, hey, that whole thing. Nashville has a Pride Night scheduled for next week. Based on the uh, current uh, legislative actions in the state of Tennessee, maybe they won't have a Pride Night next week. Who knows what's going to happen with that shit show? mm, mm, That's funny. The reason why I say that's funny is because they currently, on their contract, have the only openly gay NHL player in League Pro Cop as a defenseman. He's not with the NHL, but he's on the contract with them. So that would be a big slap in the face to Luke. (sighs) It would be. It would be. Um, The the point now, shockingly, comes from Gary Bettman. Because that's how far down the rabbit hole we are. Uh, There was a headline for Bettman in the press conference that the NHL is to evaluate Pride Nights in the offseason after some players refused to wear these jerseys. My presumption... They are going to stop with warm-up jerseys entirely because the idea is, well, the message of all the good stuff is being lost because everyone's focusing on the few who are not participating, which is true. That's what happened with the Sharks. Um, You know, Sin, when we were talking about the James Reimer thing, you mentioned the positive stuff, their approach on Twitter. That wasn't the conversation. The conversation was all James Reimer. Um you know, we talked about how players like Logan Couture handled things. Kyle Pozo was asked about a lot of things. The Sabres captain after the Lubushkin news came out. Uh, neither of those players were the headlines. It's those who sat out. It'll continue to be those players. And for as long as that's the headline, what do we really have to talk about at this point? It's just the same thing, the same points that we all know. It's not for us an issue of these aren't important enough points to keep hammering home. It's just fucking depressing (laughs) on so, so many fucking levels. And I think at this point, people will know uh, what side of the uh, dare I say argument, because it shouldn't fucking be one. But people know where we stand on this subject matter. Um, And unless there's more beyond uh, my personal beliefs or the Russian defense, we're probably going to not start the show on such a meh note uh, from here on out. Um, I 
think that's all I have for this. Gentlemen, if you have anything to add, now is the time, or we can move on to viewer questions as we've been doing. Perfect. So with that, let's get to a couple of viewer questions. Again, the link to the Discord is in the description, whether or not you are listening on your audio platform of choice or watching on the YouTube side of things. First question comes from RG Dust. Street hockey or floor hockey? No, I, I would certainly, for me, it's definitely floor hockey. Again, street hockey, like, if it's the idea of literally playing in a street, I mean, or even like, you know, the, the cul-de-sac area, which is what I would kind of do when we played street hockey. Uh, number one, cars. Got to worry about, you know, chasing the ball because less chance of injury, I feel like. Um, because I I've, I think I've told this story before. Uh, we weren't playing street hockey. Um, my, my best friend did grow up in like a little cul-de-sac area, but we were playing baseball. Wiffle, I think it might have been wiffle ball more than baseball because houses were close. Um, and no matter where it was, the plates were on the pavement. So I am standing at home up to bat and I am standing little did I know on a little like grab loose gravel dirt pile. I swing this bat and I'm a righty. So my right leg is my plant leg. The rest of my body goes. My knee does not. My kneecap pops in and out. In fucking place, um, we had now this will be shocking to people. Uh, I was 16, 16. Um, there, there were little kids around, but boy, in that moment with that pain, did I not have a filter uh, in terms of language. So afterwards, not only was there the, the shame of it was kind of like when Mr. Krabs starts swearing in front of SpongeBob, just <laughs> just the shame of it all. Um, yeah, that was, I, I don't like playing anything on gravel nowadays after that. So trauma, give me, give me floor hockey and give me kneecaps that stay where kneecaps belong. <laughs> There's no swinging for contact, whether that's me playing road to the show or me in real life. There was no swinging for contact. That is just, I'm going for it. <laughs> You try to murder that fucking thing. There's no technique. And uh, yeah, that is what happened. Uh, Endo, do you have a choice between the two? I mean, obviously, you get your fair amount of time on the ice, but you have your uh, fair, you know, you have your choice between street or floor hockey. Okay, senior, it's going a little bit, but I did hear that point. Endo, street hockey, on foot or rollerblades? Because for me, with street hockey, it was always on foot, too, because of said gravel. The pavement wasn't as quite smooth as it needed to be to not uh ruin the equipment or yourselves um i played roller for a bit uh but it was indoor it was on like a smooth surface um i tried i would do like uh, like land training on my rollerblades so i'm used to both i still prefer uh floor hockey and the reason why i prefer floor hockey is because a few years ago when i was doing a rental game uh, the rare you get the rare occasional rental game where you play in like a gym and you just play like floor hockey. This person had like this this felt puck. And like I, I had never seen it before. And they basically it was it was soft enough so that way it would stay flat on the on the uh what's it called? Fuck, what's it called? On the on the on the gym floor. Mm-hmm. But it was also heavy enough, had enough weight. 
that it could fly and get go through, but it was also still soft enough that you would, if it were to like block a shot or get hit, nothing would happen. You'd be fine. It was it was interesting because it would because it, it kind of moved the same way an actual puck would, but it was still like a lot lighter. It was kind of like using one of those blue pucks on the ice. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I but I will do is floorball though. Floorball is it's so much fun. I I haven't played out and like played like with the actual stick. I usually been in net because you know my hips are still relatively okay. Uh, but yeah, I've had a lot of fun playing that. We'll move on. We may have lost sin, and there might not be much we can do about it. Uh, from it's called soccer, F one or NASCAR? NASCAR. You gotta love that NASCAR. Yeah, now, go, go. Okay. he might be talking obviously from like the watching perspective, video game wise. Endo, what do you prefer? Like F1 and NASCAR in general, or like our F1 and NASCAR? Because they're basically the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, let's go with ours. Because in terms of like following the sport, I don't really think you, I don't really think you care. So, yeah, I mean, like I really did not. Like my my first game that I ever played was NASCAR Thunder 2003 because my dad was a big NASCAR guy. And he's like, yeah, play this, enjoy it. And I always remember like switching over to like the the in pit, uh, the pit camera, switching over to like the cockpit camera and seeing the the guys go through and like fix up the cars. Look at their monkeys going around all over the screen. I would laugh my ass off. Uh, but so like maybe like in in that kind of sense, I like that. But I also had Andretti Racing for the PC. And that game was fun, even though at one point my controls just stopped working for no reason. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, conf- I don't, I'm kind of conflicted. Like I like, I like F1. I suck at F1, uh, as noted several times on stream where I, I put regular tire was, I put wet tires on a regular was a regular on what, on what can't remember. I think it was, I think it was a dry track and you were going full wet. Tires. Yeah. And you, you got so fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Because you were going half the speed of everyone else. And I, I got couldn't caught. go any faster. <laughs> I, dude, I remember this because we were on Canada and I'm sitting there in a war for first place. And <laughs> you are Sunday driving the second to last turn. <laughs> I couldn't fucking avoid you. <laughs> to this day, to this day, bastard, absolute bastard. <laughs> I will say NASCAR because we've had some crazy ex. We've had some crazy experiences in NASCAR, and people watch NASCAR for the for the crashes. Let's be real. It's true. You 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 watch it for like the racing, but you're you're really there to see crazy things happen. Like that one dude who pulled a fucking freebird and went around the the side bend of the track. Hmm. Sin, I think we have you back. It might have been a little robo, but you were saying? Big robo. Big robo. Hang in there, champ. Hang in there. <laughs> if you want to bail, like I said, feel free. Son of a bitch. Our next question from, and there he goes. Our next question from, and it was just me and you, baby. It's oh, boy. You. <laughs> Come here, I'm give you Our- a kiss. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, too big it's going to pee. <laughs> Sorry. So I know you saw this question. Um, from Foresight Hogan, who is everyone's favorite? 
What a fucking username. That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Who is everyone's favorite McDonald's mascot? For example, mine is Grimace's Irish cousin, who was retired for supporting the IRA Uncle O'Grimacy. If you're curious... And I had to search that up. And Uncle Grimacy is real. Oh my god. He's actually real. I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh there my was god. actually a character. And this green. might just be a fucking internet thing. But he was the sp- he was the exclusive mascot of the Shamrock Shake. And I don't know if they retired it because of the IRA, but yeah, Uncle Grimacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh oh cool good to see what, what are you doing over there oh i'm just taking off arms to fight off <laughs> we lost our one irish viewer <laughs> just pull us up and <laughs> oh my god so oh. i had no idea that uncle O'Grimacy was a thing um, yeah. so I, I tried looking up other, other options, you know, like other mascots. Um, they had a mascot from 2003 to 2006, the Griddler who stole McGriddles. Oh my God. I faintly remember that. Faintly remember that. I don't at all. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right here. Are you from, I'm going to, I'm going to cut right to the chase to the most infamous, uh, McDonald's um, mascot that they, they literally cannot use anymore. Mac, Mac the Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also known as Moon Man in certain areas. Are you familiar with Moon Man? <laughs> Are you? This make you racist if you say yes or no. Are you familiar with his work? So I, I've heard of like the whole Mac tonight thing um there was um what was it? Emp Lemon, I think, had a video about him that was yeah. uh that was just phenomenal. It was it was right up there with uh Super Eye Patch Wolf's video on on Garfield. Oh my god. It's like some of the best YouTube content I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> oh man. Such a good mascot, such a good theme. Too bad fucking <laughs> Too bad extremists ruined it. God. Yeah. Um. So other other mascots. There was Bernice, that was active from ninety two to two thousand one. That was like an anteater. Like it looked like an anteater. Um. Whose quote main personality characteristic remains her ability to eat anything. So uh, <laughs> we it, we stand. We stand, Bernice. That's me. <laughs> there were some other really weird ones. Uh, there was literally a, a fucking Happy Meal box named Happy. Like oh, he had yeah. arms and legs. And- oh my god! And like he looked like he literally looked like an eldritch like horror thing because his eyes were fucking huge. Mm-hmm. It would terrify people. This like that launched recently, like 2011, 2012-ish kind of right. Uh, it says early 2000s, but it said it caught on in the U.S. in 2014 and was yeah. removed in 2020. Um, there's Cosmic, C-O-S-M-C, um, who basically looks like uh, 
a toe jam and Earl character in a spacesuit. Nice. Um, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> there's there's some weird ones, man. But yeah, Uncle O'Grimacy, I had no memory of whatsoever. Shout out to Officer Big Mac. Um, <laughs> who really should be the face of a cop. <laughs> I just want a poster. All cops are bastards, and it's Officer Big Mac. Oh that my has God. to exist on the internet. It has to. Uh, I'm going to pull this up right here and post it in our... Uh... Oh, God. Jesus. Anyway, uh, shout out to... Uh, Shout out to Irish Grimace and some of the other. I mean, and obviously there's like the Hamburglar and Mayor McCheese and stuff like that. Officer Big Mac. Oh, that's right. He was the reason for that fucking gym. That's right. So they're like the McDonald's playgrounds. Yeah, there was the burger jail that you could crawl into. I forgot all about that fucking thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Crazy. Okay. Well, we're just we're just going down memory lane here. Don't uh It's the Mick oh, Podcast. There we go. Welcome to the Mick Podcast. You remember McDonald's cake? No, Mc, no, McDonald's cake. My mom does. And I remember for her like 50th birthday, she was like, I want McDonald's cake. I'm like, I just called up their franchise here in Canada. They don't have that anymore. It's like you want me to get it from the US? Because like they'll they'll charge you like a hundred bucks to get it shipped in for a cake. Like she wanted like so many different things. Like she wanted the cake. She wanted the pizza. I'm like, is this what it's like to be like your mid your midlife crisis? Is like I want my youth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to being beyond twenty four, where all you do is try to recapture your youth. Welcome. I got got another month and a half to go. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> this is what you get to look forward to, buddy. Dude, I, I woke Great up this time. morning and I had like back pain, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta go back to the gym. <laughs> You're a natural already. <laughs> oh, God. Our final question from AJ. One game you want to play, but either can't or haven't yet for him. It is iRacing. Um, I mean, the Resident Evil 4 remake is out, and I just simply don't have time to play it. Um, even like the new PGA golf game, I still like I haven't been able to go back to Gotham Knights yet. Like there's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot between trying to keep up to date with NHL nonsense and then also dealing with, um, you know, trying to stay up to date with like, oh, OK, MLB came out and that's a big game for us every year. So there, there's a lot. There's always a lot. It's it's tough to keep up with everything. Oh, 100 um, percent. I think one of the, the games that I really want to play, but I can't. And because, again, uh, com- like schedules are conflicted is we talked about army of two a while ago and part of me is like well there's a hypothetical where it's like oh like oh there could be a, or i can fly down to you or you can fly down to me or you do parsec or like all this stuff and i'm like oh all these plans that i want to do to like you know have a, a real authentic like co-op game experience it's like oh we're both super busy you know you're getting married and shit uh mm-hmm. and you play other stuff so that way you know I know viewership for that's gonna like drop down a little bit. I am a tank. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the better answer is a competent NHL game. That's 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 what I really want to play, but I can't and haven't yet. Mm. The one thing we all want, and actually 
fun NHL game to play that's not over 10 years old. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days. With that, uh, let's move on to some of the random things that we do have to talk about. Obviously, again, we lost Sin for the for the episode. He will hopefully be back later on this week. Uh, sans internet issues. That would be great. One thing we didn't talk about last week, Endo, was the Isabel Cup. Yep. Because I have to be honest, I am about as plugged in to NHL news as one can be. I did not hear about this until two days before, and we had already and... recorded the show at that point. Um, the Toronto yep. Six, though, did win their first ever title, beating Minnesota in overtime. It was a great game. I did catch the game. Um, it's it's tough. It's it's a it's a little bit tough. It's a little bit bittersweet knowing that. I mean, again, for someone like I said, as plugged in as I am to the hockey scene, and obviously we've spent a fair amount of time, rightfully so, promoting the women's game. Man, the PHF struggled to advertise this game, even with it being on ESPN two in the states. It um, it's a little bit of a shame, but. Yeah. That's kind of the same road we always go down when we talk about the women's game on the show. Is it's like it's just not where it needs to be yet. And hopefully it gets yeah. there. That's like the big thing too is um Oh man, there's stuff that I want to say that I can't because I'm on their NDA. Shit. Um because like that was one of the things that was talked about during meetings, especially when I was doing my internship with the company. And they would talk about certain like you know, promotions and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into the detail exactly what we're talking about, but just so many things that like, they're not growing because of like internal conflict kind of thing. I'm not going to say exactly which things you talked about, but you know, the, the PHF wasn't one of them because it wasn't being broadcast here in Canada yet. Cause there was no, there was no, any, there was no uh, team there at that, at that time. Mm. So it wasn't thing we talked about, but just other events and their sports that grow in North America that have no coverage. It's because of communication and mismanagement of funds. And, it's great that the PHF is, you know, they they increased their salary cap. People are getting paid over like a, a, a livable income and being able to have certain benefits as well, too, which is, you know, it's great to have, great to see. But the promotion of the sport, I've noticed, has only happened at finals, all-star games, and that's it. For example, the PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey uh, the Professional Women's Hockey Association, like the like they're the player association, they've had a league going, and I've heard zero about it. There are four teams in that league, all sponsored by different brands: Harvey's, Sonnet, uh, I believe one of them's I can't remember the other ones, but there's like two other ones that are, like there's four teams that are sponsoring it, and they yeah. had three games, and then three after like three games they had an all star game. Like, how are you gonna have an all star game after three after three games? Yeah, I get you have a smaller season, but that makes no sense. Right. Personally, like I, it was a bigger thing. If oh, let's say they organize an event where the PWHPA plays against the PHF, grow the sport that way. Nothing. It, it's unfortunate because I know people who work in the sports, social media. They want to grow these sports and grow the events out of everything, but they aren't. There's not enough money from it up front that the people who are running at the top being like, oh, we want to promote this, but not giving us enough money to make it worthwhile. So that way it lines their pockets and has it trickled down to the people working on putting the post out and stuff like that. So it's unfortunate. Like, 
in, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have these situations. Like, I'm glad that ESPNW, which is like the women's ESPN page, which is posting all the NCAA highlights, is getting more of a package for people to go through. For example, women's basketball is growing at an exponential rate. People look at the WNBA and they're like, oh, whatever. Like, a lot of people talk about them, like the pay and all that. So that's cool. But the minute you look at the NCAA and how they're treating those players who are going to eventually go on to go play in WNBA and maybe overseas other leagues, it's miles different than what you're seeing with basic plays happen in WNBA. Like, that's the future right there. And, like, the whole point of what they're trying to figure out is figure out how to market that over and across. And I've seen barely any coverage for the women's NCAA at all. I believe Wisconsin won the uh, the women's championship title or something like that. It's just there's no coverage for it whatsoever, uh, and it's it's unfortunate. And, again, it comes down to uh, financial investment and people willing to push these up on social media because you'll get enough people seeing like, oh, new people don't want to see this. People want to see it. But if you keep posting more of it, eventually people are going to want to see more of it. It's just an appeal thing. Like, look what happened when... Uh, what was it? ESPN? No, TNT posted the um, the Michigan stuff. Anytime there's a Michigan happening in the NHL or pro hockey, people go nuts for that. Like yeah. it's crazy that like 20 years ago, arguably you could say hockey was bigger than basketball, and now basketball is way more dominant in the market and just how things are over there. It's crazy. Yeah, I think some people might be like, "No, when was that ever the the case?" But People do have to remember that the NBA did go through a bit of a lull in, in two different kind of aspects, um, especially kind of the early to mid 2000s. There were there were some weird times for them where, yeah, after that, I mean, especially once, you know, you kind of get LeBron established in the league and, you know, you get. There, there were some weird times for the NBA. Maybe not directly one-to-one um, to not side against Endo, but in Endo's defense, yes, as, as crazy as that sounds, NBA wasn't uh, always the king, I should say. Yeah. Like, reminder that during the, cur- the current cap situation with the NHL and the NBA, there are guys who play in the NBA right now who are getting paid triple the amount of money that Connor McDavid's playing. Yeah, dude, yeah. there are bench players who in the NBA who are getting paid more than Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, just just that, just a reminder about that. They play the exact same amount of games. Uh, they have roughly the same schedule, same arenas that they play in both of them, and one is treated miles better than the other. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can look like Cap Friendly has historical uh, salaries. And say, for example, someone like Mark Messier, the most his salary ever was was six million. Like Mark Mark Messier's estimated career earnings, sixty million dollars. Yeah, estimated. Of course, we don't know for sure. Um, you look in basketball, Steph Curry, like right now, <laughs> and Nikola Jokic is making fifty four million dollars this season. Tingus pingus. And then, like, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, I believe, are the highest paid at $56 million a season. So they're almost, they're making essentially what, like, Messier made in a season. Like, that's how crazy yep. that's gone. Anyway, totally off track. But you did mention the Michigan, and I had that written down as something to talk about because 
Um, last week or over the weekend, uh, Kent Johnson, the Columbus Blue Jackets, pulled off the Michigan. I didn't really feel anything. Like I, I hope I'm in the minority here, but man, I see a Michigan clip and it's start, it's starting to feel normal. Yeah, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm in the minority and that the majority of people can still like see a Michigan goal happen and go, "Holy fuck, that was sick!" But for me, I'm just like. You know, we're seeing it everywhere, and that's probably what it is. Like, we're seeing junior-level players, excuse me, hit the Michigan consistently. Um, We're seeing it in the NHL, and don't get me wrong, it's incredible to pull it off in the NHL because the idea of just how good are the people that you're pulling off the Michigan against. Um, But yeah, for some reason, it's already kind of hit that point for me where it's just like, oh, yeah, someone else hit the Michigan. Of, Of course they did. Like, that's just the standard of play nowadays is that, yeah, someone can hit the Michigan, you know, and we'll probably see it a couple times a season. And that's kind of where we are at this point. Yeah. Not to completely di- the derail what you said about the, Dude, about all this, but uh, you I went just on saw a rant about, <laughs> about McDonald's mascots and Mac tonight. What do you mean? Derailing the show it was never okay. on the rant. No, I saw another thing, and it looks like they legit are going to be canceling Pride Night celebrations. Oh, like, legit! Yeah, more um, proof that hockey is for everybody. I called see. this shit out when they when they announced it that it's not for the hockey. Hockey isn't for everyone, but they're trying to make it for everyone. And this is clearly a slap in the face. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, well, now you got me scrolling through a Twitter timeline, so that's. Oh, it's from Hockey that's, CDHF. That's never fun. So yeah, we'll uh like I said, we'll see what happens with with all of that. Fun, fun, fun. Um we were gonna talk about the playoffs. Really, it was just kind of a setup, but there are five teams to make it in so far. Uh, all five are in the Eastern Conference, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have made a postseason appearance now in seven straight years. Basically, since Matthews and Marner were both on the roster. They have never missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But Endo Mills, how are they going to break your heart this year? If you if you could write the script, how are the Leafs going to break their fans' heart this year? What what's your guess? Uh, so let's let's do the, let's write this down completely. So every year, something has happened to the Leafs in the playoff run. Yeah, it's either a star gets hurt before. No, it's it's a player they acquire to help them in the playoffs gets hurt right before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. Two, your top players don't show up every night. Three, uh, a player that you grabbed in as a utility role will play out of his fucking mind and then leave in the offseason to get a big fat stack of cash and have a better career. These three things are going to happen all combined. I mean, one of them's already happened with um, what's his name? Who's out right now? Ryan O'Reilly. I believe he's still out. Yeah. With his thumb. So there you go. There's one. Now, two is, you know, your star, your star player is going to not perform every night. Uh, that's That's inevitable. And then three is Michael Bunting is going to play out of his fucking mind and then go over to. I don't know. Somewhere else. He'll go play with Zach Hyman in Edmonton. Oh, my God. 
Your but Edmonton will finally get to the Stanley Cup final. That'll be the way to do it. But yeah, so interesting there. Leafs fans not all that optimistic based off of you know history and who could blame them. The Boston Bruins did clinch the top seed in the Atlantic Division. They can clinch the number one seed in the East and the President's Trophy tonight if they defeat Nashville and if the Hurricanes lose to the Lightning in regulation. So that is uh, it's not even April. It's not even April. David Posternock in 583 games became the third fastest player to reach 600 points with the Bruins. Um, so again, David Posternock did it in 583 games. Ray Bork did it in 569. He's a defenseman. And Bobby Orr did it in 461 games. Jeez. Again, we have to remind people, goalies did not know how to go down into the butterfly when Bobby Orr played, but that is still an insane, insane stat. Also worth noting for Pasta, uh, he scored his 50th goal of the season, 600th career point. He is the first Bruin since Seabass, Cam Neely, to score 50 goals in a season, just to kind of show that the Bruins... Now, I remember, like, for the Leafs, it was like, yeah, we have good players, but we don't really have the superstar until Austin Matthews showed up. The Bruins, in the same way, were kind of the same, at least in terms of, like, that marquee goal scorer. Um, You know, granted, yes, Cam Neely, you know, 80s and 90s, uh, but, you know, for the Bruins, it was like, hey, we have Joe Thornton, but it's like, well, he's he's a points guy. It's like, well, here's Mark Savard and Bergeron, but Bergeron's more of a two-way um, they didn't really have that top-level goal scorer. And I said it on Twitter. Thank God the Bruins re-signed David Posternock before going into the playoffs. What a disastrous situation that would have been if they went into the playoffs and still had to sign him. The stress would be fucking unbearable. It's like every unbearable. Goal, every goal, the, his like value goes up by like... 500k or something mm-hmm. like that so let's score like 15 goals and then you have to go pay the guy like 17 and a half you have to pay seven and a half on top of whatever you were gonna give him before it, it would have been insane yeah <laughs> it did yeah. just nightmare scenario had he not been re-signed that's the only way to put it so thank god that he was uh the other thing to talk about for the bruins actually there's two things but first i mean i'd be remiss if i didn't mention it um, AJ Greer getting suspended for a game for cross-checking Mike Hoffman in the face. Um, look again, uh, I've had at least a base level correspondence with AJ for a bit now. I am a Bruins fan. He deserved more than a game. Uh, you just, you can't do that. Apparently you can though, because George Peros is leading the, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an oxymoron. George Peros leading the department of player safety. It's kind of an oxymoron. Um, yeah, the the fact this was only one game, Mike Hoffman put out the video. Um, there was the debate between Endo and I over uh, said video, whether or not it was uh, dried blood on Hoffman's face or essentially a version of quick clot, which uh, I, I am silly, on that. Silly putty. Regardless, it looked fucking terrible, and he was very smart to record the video with said shit still on his face to emphasize his point. So I give Mike Hoffman credit there. Of course, we know what the Hoffman family, they're very media savvy. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. 
I had to. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Sin would have some words for him right now. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Topical. Goodness, goodness. Um, and the only other thing Bruins related, ESPN Films have announced a new 30 for 30 documentary on the 2011 Vancouver Riot. <laughs> Just as if their season could not go any worse. <laughs> You can you can literally get them at the it's the meme where it's like if you look if you can look through right the, the screen right here slow it down you can see exactly where where his heart breaks. <laughs> this is oh, the biggest reason why I'm upset Sin's not here because it would have been the Don Cherry impression. Oh, it gets up like a blasted in the street. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they're gonna cover that topic. Oh uh, <laughs> man, they that, that couple broke up. By the way, ah, oh, that was a modern day love story, though. Yeah, getting finger blasted in the streets. Jesus. That's the way. I mean, if if they if they can't make it for life, then what hope do any of us have? Yeah, you know? fair enough. God damn, call off a wedding. There <laughs> Romance you go. is dead, and the Canucks killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh shit. So I am I am very excited to watch that because that Twitter when that's released, if Twitter's still alive at that point, will be very, very fun. So uh we'll be chilling on Chilbo or some stupid fucking name of a website. Fucking uh, Mastodon or whatever the fuck. God. Good um, band. Shit website. I agree. Yeah. The Minnesota Wild. Soda <laughs> took you a second, but you got there. Thank you. Um, I was, wanted I was, to shout them out. They're first in the central. They might be the first team in the West to secure a playoff spot. Uh, they are currently without Karol Kaprizov, but have a one, a five, one and two record without him. Primarily because Matt Boldy is going off nine goals in nine games, including a hat trick. So had to shout out Matt Boldy and the Minnesota wild who, are doing a damn good job right now and pushing for a playoff spot. Maybe they'll actually do something once they're in the playoffs. The Wild really haven't in uh, about 20 years since knocking out Patrick Waugh and uh, the Colorado Avalanche in an upset and a run to the conference final that was ruined by Anaheim. We did a video about that, by the way. We did. Yeah, we the did. Five teams to never make a cup final. We talked about Minnesota's journey. Look that up. It's on the main YouTube channel. Yeah, um, watch it. So that way it makes financial sense for him to hire me as a full-time editor. <laughs> yes, please. I would I, I would love to make that happen. I would. <laughs> it's a call um, to action. <laughs> it is. It is. Support. Uh, watch the videos. Fuckers like, comment, subscribe. Honestly, I will, I'm going to tell you guys a little hack. If you have a favorite creator and you have a Chromecast or something like that, grab all their videos, put it into a playlist. And play it on that Chromecast, like on the TV or whatever. Turn off the volume because what, how YouTube works is they pay out in watch time. Yeah. So if you keep watching videos, it makes sense for YouTube to be like, wow, this guy's video is really popping off. Kind of like how the random um, that one, like episode 15 of the uh, the Ottawa Senators 2K10 re, like uh, franchise video has like the highest views on your channel for some reason. <laughs> It's like not even episode one, episode fifteen. Oh, I think it's because we told that uh, we said say say happy birthday to Z Pops or something like that. Oh, in the comments, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> the call to action was say say, call, say happy birthday to. <laughs> I mean, that would do it. Yeah, 
And yeah, but just do that. Put it on a playlist, shove it at somewhere in your house, play it on loop, and it will literally it will it will print like equivalency of like maybe two, three, four extra dollars per week, but it just puts it more in the algorithm and pops it out. Papa bless. There you go. Endo Mills YouTube master YouTube. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't want to brag, but I got like 500 views on a video with like 50 subscribers. Oh, oh, oh. And I stopped <laughs> uploading after. I said, I peaked. I peaked. <laughs> I'm out. Mission accomplished. <laughs> One of the other teams, obviously, that doesn't have a cup win, Seattle. Uh, they are currently in the top wildcard spot in the West. Um, they have now set an NHL record for largest points improvement for an expansion team from its first to second season. Uh, they have already a 28-point improvement from last season. Wow. Uh, I was a season off from predicting they'd be good. I was one season off, damn it. Close Stradamus, but not <laughs> close enough. <laughs> so bad that's so good fuck <laughs> well hey i i need to you know even if it's not a win you have to act like it was a win that's the internet baby that's Self-confidence. that's how the world works now even if you lose double down and say nope i won so that is the way uh the oilers it's it's connor mcdavid um Aside from the funny stat line that the Oilers have been red hot since the trade deadline, but Vegas and L.A. has been even hotter, so they really haven't made up ground. Connor McDavid, now the seventh player in NHL history with 60 goals and an 80 assists in a season. Uh, only other players to do it, Mike Bossy, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Steve Eisenman, Yaramir Yager, and Bernie Nichols. So shout out to uh, shout out to Bernie Nichols there. But yeah, I'm crazy for Connor McDavid every time we name his stats. I hope he scores 70 at this point, a little bit of uh, other Canadian team news. Ottawa, uh, aside from losing Jake Chikrin for a couple weeks due to injury, because that guy is like the fish from SpongeBob, uh, paper skin and glass bones. Gary Bettman also pretty much confirmed that they're not leaving Ottawa. Like that sale that might result in Ryan Reynolds being a, you know, a percentage of an owner for the team. Uh, that sale is pretty much going to be dependent on the fact that they are staying in Ottawa and the furthest they are going is to a new arena in downtown Ottawa. So it's tremendous news from Sens fans. I mean, that team is continuing to push for the playoffs. They might not make it, but they're putting up a fight, which is very, very nice. And um, yeah, hey, last week I got to be on an episode of Game Over uh, for the Sens on uh, SDPN. That was very, very fun. Uh, We didn't have nearly enough time to talk about everything that we wanted to talk about, but uh, go check that out. You know, that small network in the hockey community, SDPN. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I'm sure oh, they shit. can use the plug. You know you know what that means? It means you're a part of the Steve Dangle cinematic universe now. It's true. I already yeah. was. I already was. I'll tell you why. Oh, right, because you worked with him with the, uh, yes. the, the Good Deeds Cup. I did. I did. Yeah. Last year, The they had a little shootout tournament with the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup. Um, that was really, really fun. So yeah, we got to work with Steve on that one, but even further back than that, even further back than that, when the Steve Dangle podcast first started, and this, this is my flex. Oh boy. When this show first started back in like 2013, 2014, actually, I was technically a part of one of the very first episodes. What'd you do? 
because they had a situation where they were like rewarding people who were listening early with like we're gonna give because they were doing like the sponsorship with Klutz and Chara, that store in Toronto, the card shop, right? Um, who gave them cards to give away for advertisements. So I have directly from the Steve Dangle podcast cards in my collection that I got from listening to one of their first few shows. Oh, that's cool. So it's actually, yeah, I have been a part of the SDPN cinematic universe for years. Damn it. For years. Acknowledge me. Yeah. Um, you, you did it before they, uh, <laughs> they did it before they sold out just like Marvel. <laughs> uh, hey, look, you know, as, as a podcast that has had a sponsorship from a fantasy sports company before, I, I, I have no defense. <laughs> that is bet? something that, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Uh, couple other quick notes, really quickly. Montreal, uh, they absolutely suck, but it's nice to see that like their players are having fun. Uh, Raphael Harvey Pennard has just exploded for them. He scored a hat trick on home ice, which was cool. Um, there's the continued talks uh, from Elliot Friedman. Quote, the Jets have talked to the Canadians on and off about Pierre-Luc Dubois. We know that Dubois is going to end up there like 95%. So you're already looking at adding another very talented forward at some point. And then the best part, even above the Harvey Pennard hat trick, Michael Pozzetta channeling his inner Tiger Williams after the shootout last night. The balls on that man. And the best way that it could have been summed up as a Reddit comment to be like, he is an EASHL character come to life. I honestly, you're not wrong. He's legit. The he is legit. Just a beer pro player. Mm-hmm. Just grinding his way through the lineup. A guy who should not be in the end, just killing it doing it. He can. Oh man. I remember when he got called up like a few years ago and I think the team was not doing so hot, but he was just like fighting everybody whenever he could, just doing whatever he could to stay he in was, that lineup. He was Jack like, Eye before Jack Eye, basically. Yeah, he was he was basically the sheriff before Jack Eye. Yeah. Now to have both of them on the same team, if they were healthy, I mean, damn. Make them yeah. tough play against. Who knows? The Arizona Coyotes. Um their minority owner, the former majority owner, um, was arrested in Colorado on a felony strangulation charge. We don't have too much other info there, but certainly not a good headline for the Coyotes. (laughs) If there are ever good headlines for the Coyotes, um, the only positive is on ice. Clayton Keller's killing it. And then um, someone who might be up there for rookie of the year. I still think it'll go to Maddie Beneers. Uh, but uh, I believe it's Matthias Maselli. Uh, 18 less games played than Matty Beneers, but is only seven points behind him. That is yeah. someone who should probably win rookie of the year, <laughs> but I think it'll go to Beneers. I think it should go to, it should go to Maselli because he's on a lower quality team and putting up that kind of performance. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. someone that needs to be put into the equation as well. From the looks of it, and you never know for sure, but if he did not get hurt, you can rightfully presume that he would have been the outright Calder winner. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, that's that's scary. 
like how these prospects are going for Arizona. Like you have Logan Cooley last week who went through, I think it was because right now they're doing the Elite Eight, Frozen Four kind of mm-hmm. finals for the NCAA men's. And I, I can't describe the words that he did for that move because he, he went around, basically went between the legs, then passed it off to another guy through another guy's legs. It was insane. Like, that's that shit you see from, like, I don't even want to say Gren, but you, that's shit you see from <laughs> Sweats and Hut who, like, know exactly what to do because they're terminally online. Mm. That's the kind of thing. See, see this is different. Gren's professional. If that's even like a, a, a term you can say for like Isho players or hut players, he's a professional. <laughs> I'm talking about sweats who live in Gatineau and they just eat poutine, eat hot chip, and lie. That's all they. That's all they do. Our final topic is the San Jose Sharks, um, who I think the it might be worse now, but have lost like 14 of their last 15 games and nine in a row. Uh, they've won all but two games in the past month, all while Eric Carlson has over 90 points. Um, and I was going to update it by saying, well, Connor Bedard finished his WHL regular season as its leader in points by 36. He led the league in goals by 21. He led the league in assists by one over who finished in second and had 15 more shots on goal than anyone else. He missed 11 games. That said, the as you mentioned, the Frozen Four is going to start up. Yeah, Boston University is going to play Logan Cooley and uh, Minnesota. Yeah, and Minnesota, uh, and Michigan <laughs> is going to play Quinnipiac. And Adam Fantilli on Michigan, people were losing their minds over like, oh, his leadership qualities, and we're one hundred percent going to see the should he be the number one overall pick conversation. Like that is going to happen if it hasn't already. Uh, so some people might find that annoying. I'm not sure, but just know that is going to happen sooner rather than later. Again, if it hasn't already, um, he is going to be a hell of a consolation prize for somebody is pretty much all you can say, because he is also very, very good. With that, Mr. Mills, we got to wind things down here. It's a shame that Sin couldn't join us for the rest of the show, but I can tell everyone, of course, he is still on the YouTubes. He is always on the YouTubes. He's a man of the people, so check him out there. Sin for the Win Productions on the YouTube side of things as he continues on with his, uh, again, lovely new Blue Jackets franchise. So keep an eye out for that bad boy. Endo Mills, what do you have going on? I was going to say... um, I feel bad for, uh, you know, Adam Fantilli's brother, Luca Fantilli, you know, overshadowed a little bit. The whole thing was, um, I think, I remember because they both got drafted into the O. They didn't play a single game in the O. They went over and were like, oh, we're going to go play in the USHL with Chicago Steel. And uh, Luca has 34 games played, seven, seven points, uh, two goals, five assists. And you look at Adam, his brother, and it's like that's a it's a big contrast of the of the two players. I mean, obviously he's two years older, and it makes you think what's going to happen like down the line because this is his last year for Luca's eligibility for a draft. He's not anywhere going to be drafted at all. But you could see a situation where oh shit, 
Uh, he finishes the school, and then what do you know? The team that signs Adam Fantilli signs his brother on like an AHL deal or something like that. Could happen. Should happen. Yeah. And uh, what do you got going on? I'm playing Road to the Show. Uh, I can't hit shit to save my life. The game <laughs> keeps putting me on Hall of Fame Plus, and I'm like, I can't do this, brother. But the <laughs> second I went to go play uh, Diamond Dynasty and do the programs, mm-hmm. I'm hitting stuff, and I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this nonsense? Is it because all the superpowers and stuff you get on there, like it boosts up your player that much? Uh, that can help a little like bit. The gear? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the gear is just a general modifier for attributes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dude, those harder difficulties, I mean, they're harder difficulties for a reason is pretty much all I can say. I mean, damn, you know, just damn. But yeah, no, I mean, for me, too, it's it's a lot of a lot of baseball at the moment and keeping up with Bay-ball. the uh, Chicago franchise and NHL 23 on the YouTube side of things. We will be back. And to the NHL at this point, fucking do whatever you're going to do, you fucking weirdos. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're sick of it. Do whatever you're going to do. I mean, last time, literally last episode, <laughs> I said, here comes the NHL supporting genocide. Before I could even edit the podcast, the stalls thing happened. <laughs> like, they're just, it's record time. Are these things just continuing? So, uh, yeah, the NHL, the NHL is fun. Yeah, what a wonderful like sport we have based our identities off of. Not gonna lie, it's giving me an identity crisis a little bit. That's why I'm playing baseball, but I never played baseball. It's kind of like, oh god, the quote the man who was saved recently from controversy, Kanye West. Thank you, Jonah Hill, for saving Kanye West. It's kind of like the quote that he says about Lady Gaga. It's like you know. Lady Gaga, she's the creative producer for for Polaroid. I like Gaga's music. What the fuck she know about cameras? <laughs> Me when I see anyone not anyone who's known for a certain thing dropping to someone something else completely, I'm like, what the fuck they know about cameras? <laughs> we'll see you later on this week, everybody. <laughs>